0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Emma Sassick's interview with the writer for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, Katie Brand. I'm Leo. You must be Nancy. May I come inside?
1: Yes. So I've made a list of things that I'd like to get through. Number one, uh, I perform oral sex on you. Number two, you perform oral sex on me. Number three, we do a 69, if that's what it's still called. Um, four, me on top. Five, doggy style.
0: Well, that all sounds very achievable.
1: Have I booked enough time?
0: You, you want to do
2: it all today?
1: <laughs> yes, no. I've never had an orgasm. There are nuns out there with more sexual experience than me It's embarrassing. Do you want me to brush my teeth? Oh god. This is crazy. It's terrible. It's wrong. Nancy? Yes? Come have a dance at me. I I guess I'm frustrated. Is Leo Grand your real name? Thinking about all the places I should have been by now. No, I simply don't understand why you're doing this.
0: This to save up for a college.
1: Oh, how wonderful. Are you really? No. <laughs> I've always been ashamed of my body.
0: Your body's beautiful. I wish you could see that. Everyone wants something different. I don't judge my clients they're total arseholes.
1: <laughs> I've never done anything interesting in my life. You're the only adventure I've ever had. the oldest person you've ever done it with? 82. 82? Yes. 82? Nancy. OK, I'm feeling a bit better now.
3: Hi. Good Hi. Katie, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thank you so much for your time this morning to chat about such a charming film. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <nothing. laughs> Uh, First and foremost, really congratulations on um, the success of this film thus far. I I had the opportunity to watch it when it um, first came out at Sundance earlier this year. And really, it's one of those films that has kind of stuck with me since the beginning of January, whenever that was at this point. So I'm very excited to speak with you about it and to learn more about the writing process. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd love to know um, I kind of I, I looked at your IMDb page beforehand and you you really have specifically uh, written for television before a lot of comedy work um, what I, I'd love to know what made you want to dip your toes into the, the feature film world.
2: Um- well yeah, I started out writing sketches and live stand-up and performing sketch comedy. So obviously they're all kind of little short bursts of ideas and you have to frame an idea very quickly and then make your point that you get a laugh and move on. And and that was really fun, but but that was something I was doing in my twenties and I got a TV show out of that and had a three series of a sketch show and Although it was a lot of writing and I did have help, I had other writers involved as well, and that was fun. I I always felt frustrated that I had to leave these characters after a couple of minutes <laughs> and move on to something else, especially if I really liked a character that I had come up with. There are a few of them that I just thought, I just wanted, I want to see them at home with their parents. I want to see them out on a date. I'd like to see them on holiday. I want to see them, yeah. you know, in an awkward situation and all of this. So my sketch is basically over the course of three series. The first drafts just got longer and longer and longer <laughs> until, <laughs> you know, things that were meant to be two or three pages long were like 14 or 15 pages and the producer <laughs> just sent them back. Like so, said, we have to just, don't you know, just cut, stop it. Like it's a waste of time. It's never <laughs> going to go in. Um And so I just felt... You know, my heart was more in developing characters um, and I wanted to do that more and more. And, you know, at the time, I it was just the feature film world just seemed like a sort of distant dream to me. I wasn't sure how to get into it. And uh, I continued to work in, on TV and radio and expanded to half hour slots. Then I wrote some books and a play and I started to feel just much more comfortable that I could spend more time with the characters. And, and although I still wanted jokes there and I always wanted comedy to be the focus It was allowing yourself a bit of extra room between jokes that you could actually have a conversation about something. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it, hearing characters talk to each other, really getting to know them. Um, And I've just found that actually the 90 minute sort of length just suits me at the moment. I I feel the pace of it and sort of I enjoy that pacing that you take over 90 minutes. It's, it's It's just sort of a bit sort of Goldilocks for me. It feels just right. So I'm just really enjoying where I am with it now and being able to explore more ideas over that, over that period. Because I, I've always loved films and, you know, going to the cinema when I was a child or a teenager was just an incredibly exciting um, event. And so, you know, it's just a real dream to be part of the storytelling world that is creating films and the opportunity to make a really complete world over a longer period. It's, it's really satisfying.
3: Well, I can tell you as an audience member, I'm definitely enjoying this from you as well. Um, okay. You kind of really get to blend a lot of the, the things that you've always wanted with. Good luck to you, Leo grand. You have you have those comedic aspects um, and you you really touch on some really beautiful and strong messaging that I'd love to speak with you about a little bit later. Um, but also you, you are exploring these characters. We're really going to Intimate looks, I should say, about mm. these two. Um, you know, when it came time to think of an idea for this film, was there any source material? Did you know anybody who maybe went through a situation such as Nancy slash Mrs. Robinson? Or is this something that you just kind of thought up one day?
2: Um, it's sort of what I just thought up one day. I I I have lots of ideas all the time. My head's quite busy, but um. <laughs> I don't like to, you know, if, if they're not big enough to stick around for a few days, you know, I don't do that thing some writers do um, of writing down all their ideas. Like I if I have an idea, I just like to think if it's good enough, it'll, it'll, I'll remember it. And some things just stick with me for a long time. And this was one of those ideas. And I just kept picturing that I've been seen of Nancy waiting nervously. And she's finally done the thing that she always said she'd do. And now she's terrified because it's about to happen and he's about to arrive, and then what happens next? Like, that's what I was interested in. But what I have been interested in separately to that, just in a more general way, is the way in which we shame ourselves or feel guilty about pursuing our own pleasure or, or wanting things or taking charge of your own happiness, that somehow that feels like, you know, naughty or the, you know selfish, that you, you should always be making sure everyone else is okay and, and put yourself last and all of those sort of things that we're taught culturally I think and so that interests me generally of women all ages but I think although some women throw all that off as they get older and that's great and just go I'm not doing it anymore um there are many women who don't who actually gets I think more exaggerated with age as they get further away from the idea that they could just pursue pleasure for themselves so that interests me and the other thing that interests me is this world of sex work that has a more vocational aspect to it and you know I spend a lot of time in in Germany where it's completely legal and in other neighboring European countries where where there are people that have set up clinics and practices where you know alongside people that just want to do it for money there's also people that have a very vocational aspect to their work and are really proud to do it and I had come across that before, not not personally, like as in I'd interacted or booked anyone like that. But I mean, I, I just was interested in that. That I've read articles about it, watched documentaries and tried to just understand that a bit more because I just always thought there was something kind of fantastic about that, about the way that we all kind of dance around sex and don't really want to talk about it and worry about our pleasures. And, and then there's these other people that just seem to have just managed to get past that and find a, a life and a, and work that I think a lot of them actually genuinely found really satisfying. Mm-hmm.
3: No, it's um I'm glad, you know, you mentioned both of those topic areas with this film, because I just thought it was so refreshing to see both of them really out there, you know, talking about it very openly. Um, Emma Thompson's character talking about those desires that she has, but then not even being sure if she wants that, even though she did go through with all of this. Uh, And then um, Daryl McCormick's character as well, where he is just saying how much better things would be if if sex work was regulated and how safe it would be for for both parties. Um, I I did want to ask you, are those um, issues back home that are uh, really talked about and brought to the forefront either in the UK or... Throughout Europe, you did mention that certain countries do have different rules and regulations.
2: Yeah, I mean, certainly in the UK, it's still quite a contentious debate and it's not legal and and that debate goes on and there are very powerful and and passionate voices on both sides. Um, But like in Germany or the Netherlands or countries in Europe where it's completely legal, it's it's not just not really a, a, such a contentious issue in, in some respects, of course, protecting people. And of course, violence can still happen. And there are still risks associated with it. And there, that is a matter of concern always. But the underlying notion um, of whether or not it's okay for this to be legal it is, is really not so much at the forefront of any kind of debate. And, and in fact, in Germany, you know, um we asked a couple of um, female friends about the premise, and they all just sort of thought this was a very practical and good idea, and definitely something they'd be interested in if they were in that situation. You know, it just didn't really come up as a as a topic for debate in that way. Um, in fact, there was a very big article in a national German newspaper a few months ago about a guy like Leo, and just talking very openly about what he did with a picture, and they spoke to some of his clients, and like Nancy, a few older women, and they were talking about they were very satisfied with the service, and they you know formed a sort of friendship but it was still a transaction and everyone knew that and so that was just a very open conversation it wasn't like any need for you know blanked out photos or anonymous names Mm -hmm. so it's just interesting you know that 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 there are countries you know nearby that have a very very different attitude and that's something I drew on as well I found all that quite inspiring.
3: Do you hope that this film <coughs> starts uh, further conversations about these topics and, you know, really just body body positivity at the end of the day and <coughs> and really what might be possible?
2: I am. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the main thing is, is that what I wanted to write um, was a comedy about two interesting people in an interesting situation talking about topics that interested me. And I, I haven't I'm not a campaigner or an activist or or a spokesperson i mean that would be ridiculous for anything in particular um so i just want people to enjoy this film however they want to enjoy it and if in some instances people just want to see it as a comedy about two people in an unusual situation that's fine with me but if things also get raised alongside that and and it seems to be there's lots of different conversations people are interested in having about this film so it's, they all kind of rise up in different ways and people have different questions and are interested in different aspects of it. And that's really enjoyable for me to talk about that. But I wouldn't ever want to sort of direct people's response or start telling people what they ought to think about it because that, that wasn't my intention. And as a writer, that's not really, I feel, my remit. I just want to present things that I think are interesting and entertaining or honest or funny or, mm-hmm. or you know, and just say what you think. <laughs>
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, hey there, <laughs> I'm Hannah and I'm Audrey.
1: even care if they are we are always unpacking that very question on sleepover cinema check out sleepover cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. see you soon
3: since so much of this film is concentrated in uh, pretty much the same hotel room at different aspects of it um, was there any chance for Emma and Daryl to improvise some of those conversations that we see on screen or was the most of it all very much uh, in your original script?
2: Um, no, there was not really any improvisation. And, and, and that was as much that they, they were not keen to improvise either. They were very keen to have a lot of script to learn. And I was happy about that because that's also how I prefer to work. And I'm pretty open about talking about ideas and things and, trying things people can give me suggestions and I say well let's write it in and we'll see if it doesn't work we'll take it out um but I just like to write the dialogue as long as I I'll take a I'll take a line suggestion but just let me choose the words because I, I there is one thing I do like which is just a very rhythmic style of dialogue a kind of rat-a-tat dialog that that just doesn't quite work if it all gets a bit improvy and a bit long and and I like repetition and I like I like emphasis to hit different places on the same word. And it sort of sounds like music to me when it's done at the right rhythm. And if something's out, it just sounds like a bum note. So I I felt very grateful that like Daryl and Emma and Sophie just totally were on board with that from the beginning. And we did sort of 11 drafts, you know, we really worked at it. But I think we were all pretty keen to say that when the script is locked, that's what we're doing. Also, they had to shoot it all in 19 days. So there was a degree to which, I mean, some days they were doing 10 or 12 pages a day, which was just unheard of in film, Um, maybe in TV. But, you know, you walk onto a film set and you're going to be doing a page and a half or two pages and everyone will feel like that's a really full day. (laughs) You know, so in feature film to be doing 10 or 12 pages of dialogue in one day, you know, I think they really took care to learn it and really know it um, once they got to that point. And I was extremely grateful for that.
3: And I was going to ask, you know, seeing these two phenomenal performers in this film act out your words, see all of this play out, how were those moments for you? I'm sure maybe surreal in some times.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it is a little bit surreal sometimes because, you know, I wrote the first draft just entirely on my own in January 2020. It wasn't a commission or a briefed piece and I hadn't told anyone about it. I hadn't even told anyone about the idea. So, and, and particularly the title sort of somehow, because I sort of sat in the corner of my room and thought of several different titles, but I kept returning to this one and I kept thinking, is it too weird? Is it like, you know, are people going to like this? Good luck to you, Leo Grand. And now it's all over posters. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but things like that are just a bit surreal sometimes. But yeah, I mean, I just, I wrote it for Emma uh, in the hope, you know, well, the sort of dream that she might do it, but I never expected it Um and I wrote it with her cadence in mind and the way she would deliver lines and how she would do it. And the more I could hear her voice, the more I enjoyed writing the character. You know, it kind of became an inspiration in a way. So just to, just to have her even say yes and know that she would be saying those lines. And then she called me and said, you know, we're going to learn it, we're going to do it just as you've written it. You know, so uh, I just felt so safe with them. And just it was a very respectful environment in that way about the script. And they just both did it just so brilliantly, just exactly as I could have dreamed, you know. And Sophie directed that dialogue so well just to keep the snap to it. You know, I just like that snap and bounce on dialogue. And sometimes that can get lost if it all gets a bit murmury and stuttery. So I think it's really nice when actors now just say the line as it is and let the line do the work. And I, um, I was really happy that they were so into that as well as a way of working.
3: Well, I'm so happy for you too. Thank you for your time this morning. I I love chatting with you and learning about this film and really congratulations on all of the success.
2: Thank you, thank you very much.
0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Emma Sassick's interview with the writer for the new film, Good Luck To You, Leo Grand, Katie Brand here on The Next Best Picture Podcast. Good Luck To You, Leo Grand is now currently streaming on Hulu from Searchlight Pictures. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.